This is Bloomberg Surveillance. If the British vote goes in favor of Brexit, that will be another sign that you simply... There aren't any givens anymore. Investors don't believe the Fed will tighten as much as their guidance. I would argue that the Fed tightening really began with the tapering of asset purchases and the end of quantitative easing. At least that's what financial markets told us. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen Worldwide. Bloomberg Surveillance, good morning, coast to coast. Bloomberg 1200 Boston. I'm picking myself up off of the floor. The Associated Press reporting that Bill Lee, spaceman Bill Lee, Ex-Red Sox pitcher running for Vermont governor. You don't need to know anything else this morning except that. Good morning, Bloomberg 1200 Boston. Bloomberg 1130 New York. The Yankees, six wins in a row. 500 baseball. Good morning, Washington 99.1 FM. San Francisco 960, the Bay Area. And all of you across Baseball America, Sirius and XM. Channel 119. We'll get to Wilbur Ross here uh, in a moment. Bloomberg Surveillance. Brought to you as always by Cone Resnick. Look ahead. Gain insight, imagine more, get forward-thinking advice that can help turn business possibilities into business opportunities. Find out more at ConeResnick.com, C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K, ConeResnick.com. Where do you, where do you suppose, who do you suppose that uh, Bill Lee would talk to, you know, if he doesn't know? If he keeps it up for two weeks, he's going to be on the Trump ticket. I mean, for what I know. Uh, Wilbur Ross with us, W.L. Ross, and it's like, you know, we could talk to Wilbur Ross, folks, full disclosure, for four hours. We could spend the fourth hour on the art market where Mr. Ross, we could spend half an hour on Yale University. We could spend two hours on his radio career. This was a few years back. MacArthur was leaving the Philippines. But right now, we need to talk about, to Wilbur Ross, I, why don't you own a sports team? I mean, we all know you are well-heeled. Do you have an interest in owning the, the money-making juggernaut of sports where you don't have to build your next stadium? <laughs> well, the the biggest mistake I made was not investing in the New York Yankees back when it was being bought from CBS. My friend Bob Niederlander very wisely did buy into it, and it's probably been the best investment he's made. What's the worst pro investment you've ever made? I mean, I mean, everybody talks about your successes and banking coal, da, 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 da. What's the single dumbest thing you've ever done, like not owning the dreaded Yankees? Well, that was one. The other was waiting so long to buy my business from Rothschild. Uh, I was a very late bloomer. I bought the business when I was in my 60s. That's late, Mike. Well, what would be the biggest mistake somebody would make today? Uh, I think probably the biggest mistake would be being too negative. I think there's so much discontent out there, so much people gnashing their teeth about this and that that they're not perhaps focusing on all the good things that are going on. Right. From an investor's standpoint, then, tell me what, what's good. What, what's going to drive an investment? Well, what we've been doing of late is buying the distressed bonds of oil and gas producers uh, in this country, the shale people, mostly in the Permian Basin, some in the Eagle Ford, some in a few other of the very low-cost formations. We're inclined to think that when oil broke down through $30 a barrel a bit ago, that that kind of marked the low. Mm-hmm. 
then while we don't think it gets back to 100 anytime soon, it doesn't need to. If it gets into this $50, $60 range, right. it's going to be fine companies for the low can, cost. Can service the debt, or is it that somebody's going to buy those companies and the debt will still be valid? Well, in some cases it's one. Some cases we'll end up with the equity. But um, we, we think that demand for petroleum will keep growing, albeit at a very small pace. We think the new production of coming in where the U.S. is really going to be the swing producer. It's no longer going to be OPEC as the swing producer because they're, other than Iran, the Gulf countries are pretty much at their effective capacity right now. There's very little unused capacity. So U.S. will be the big swing. And I think the reason it won't go back to 100 is that long before 100, tremendous amount of U.S. supply would come back right. in. Are, are equities priced to perfection, not in the Wilbur Ross world, but for mere mortals, do they look at central bankers affecting policy and the distortions of negative rates, and can they bring that over to equity instability down the road? Well, it may be. I, I think that the Federal Reserve Board should have raised rates already. I earnestly hope they do so in June, because I think their vacillation on rates right. and making it into a spectator sport has caused right. more trouble than the low rates have produced good things. You and I had comments, I'm going to say in March, on your support of Mr. Romney the last time around, and then your support of Mr. Trump and many on Global Wall Street were surprised by the idea that you would support Mr. Trump and you chastised Governor Romney. There's been a little bit of news flow since then. Bring us up to date on what you would suggest Speaker Ryan needs to do. Well, I think that <coughs> Speaker Ryan... So and, could you give and, more vodka, please? Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah, I think Speaker Ryan and, and Donald Trump have had a very good session. There was a news flash this morning suggesting that Speaker Ryan may be getting ready to right. endorse Mr. Trump. And I think well, that would be very constructive. If you see the New Yorker article in the Washington Post Kaplan op-ed on not fascism, but elements of the certitude that led to that kind of uh, scary word being used, have you seen any indication that Mr. Trump can move to the middle of the Republican Party or capture the attention of independent voters? Well, I think he has captured the attention of independent voters he did very well in those primaries where people could cross over or where independents could vote. It's also fascinating to me that the recent exit polls have shown that something approaching 40% of Bernie Sanders followers say they'll vote for Trump. And I think that's because they are interested in doing something outside of what's been happening in Washington and the two figures who represent the most outside seem to be Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. What, uh, again, from an investor's point of view, what of Donald Trump's policies, can you name one that makes economic sense? Yeah, I think if you look at the direction in which he's heading, he wants a stronger U.S. He wants a U.S. that makes more intelligent deals in trade, and more intelligent deals in providing defense for other countries. I think those are perfectly logical. But he's provided no 
roadmap to get there, no plan to get there. His tax cut proposal, according to the Tax Policy Center, would leave us $11 trillion worse off. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any plan other than, trust me, I'll think of something. Well, I don't think that's quite correct in terms of the trade deficit that we have. I think he will work to revise some of the treaties we have. We have made some bad treaties. I do think he's right <clears throat> that if we pay for the defense of other countries, they ought to contribute to that. It's enough we're putting our soldiers and sailors and airmen potentially in harm's way. At least they can do is to pay for it. Most to... countries in the developed world have far less defense spending as a percent of GDP than we do. And a portion of why we're spending so much is we're subsidizing them. I have to ask, as, a, as somebody who's now lending his name to the, the Trump campaign, when you look at the things he says, uh, the way he campaigns, doesn't it embarrass you? Well, his style is his style. It's certainly not my style, but it has been effective. And people say, well, is he really a good businessman? Name me another candidate who's ever become a major party nominee with spending as little money as he has spent. If that isn't the business coup of the year, I don't know what is. Should hitters like you who don't support Mr. Trump, should they cut a check to the Secretary of State? I mean, should they support Hillary Clinton? That would be another more gracious way of translating it. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton, and so I think that they should stick with Trump. I also think if you believe in the two-party system, and I think the two-party system is one of the reasons why the U.S. has not fallen into a lot of the problems that Europe has, if you believe in the two-party system, you really should support your party's nominee. And the reason for that is if what we say is, well, I'll support the nominee, except if it's someone I don't like. Then you're going to end up with well, splinters. Yeah, we, we learned we we go on this well for hours. We learned all this in Civics 101. Why is this nation having trouble respecting your view on the two-party system? What has collapsed? I'm I'm not sure the nation is having trouble. I think that Donald Trump will be elected president, and it will prove my theory to be correct. Well, we should have you back soon. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Wilbur Ross with us for those important comments. John Tucker uh, writing up a storm here of headlines. Mr. Ross, of course, with important comments, and we should point out he was a supporter of Governor Romney, as he is clearly now of Mr. Trump. Futures up eight, down futures up 64. Uh, the, the two-year yield, 0.93%. All right, let's check in now with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. It could be a long day for the head of the Transportation Security Administration. TSA Administrator Peter Neffinger will be before the House Homeland Security Committee. Lawmakers are looking for answers today to the long lines at airport security. Neffinger will also likely be pressed by members to explain exactly what prompted the ouster of the agency's top security official, Kelly Hogan. Congressional investigators say the government spends about three-fourths of its technology budget maintaining aging computer systems. The nonpartisan government accountability office says in its report today that the increasing cost of maintaining old equipment 
drains money that could go for modernization. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Uh, Michael, thanks so much. Uh, in, in currencies, the yen, one ten sixteen. Some really smart conversations this morning on currencies. I'll be blunt. Many different choices on dollar strong, dollar stable, dollar weak, or really all over the map. DXY 95.53. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The news update brought to you by Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Seeing what others have seen but uncovering what others may not. Global research that helps you harness disruption. Voted top global research firm five years running. Merrill Lynch, Chris Fenner and Smith, Incorporated.